Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. Now we have Biden going to foreign nations. We're begging for baby formula. We're begging for oil. Pretty soon we're begging for foreign aid. Pretty soon we're begging for food. None of this was happening two years ago. None of this, but January 6th, none of this was happening two years ago. None of it. None of these things. We were not experiencing a shortage of baby formula or feminine hygiene products or gasoline. We weren't even talking about it. You know, just saying mean tweets who wouldn't. What we saw with the media and the Democrats during the Trump years, we're seeing now with the January 6th commission. They have presented no evidence of a crime committed by the president. None. Nothing that'll stand up in the court of law. And we're going to get into this piece where Andrew Weissman is writing Merrick Garland and saying, listen, bud, you have enough evidence to convict this guy. Do your damn job. This is the guy This is the guy that used witness intimidation to get his way during the Enron scandal. And we're going to get into that. The essential point here is, well, we've we've done a lot of work. We've showed you a lot of charts and graphs. We've interviewed a lot of people. I mean, look at this. We've got volumes of this stuff. It's everywhere. We've got documents. We've got texts. We've got emails. The volume of what is presented does not determine whether or not a subject is guilty. And by the way, to you idiots, Trump is guilty. Trump is guilty. This is not a trial. The January 6th commission was not a trial. There was no defense. There was no cross-examination. There was no jury. And there was no judge. But Wiseman doesn't care. The Democrats don't care. The media don't care. It's get Trump by any means necessary. Get him. And you know what? The same people that bought into it are buying into it again. Knowing what you know now, honest to God, are you telling me that if right now the election was being held. Now, there are some people I know, and they'll call the program because they're you know diehards and they're card-carrying, and they would never vote for a Republican if their life depended on it. I get that. There are Republicans who do the same thing. It would take, it would take a Democrat moving heaven and earth before I would, I would ever vote for a Democrat myself. Uh, so I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not poo-pooing that. But if, forget it was Donald Trump. If you can vote to go back to the economic conditions, which would require you to vote for Donald Trump, tell me why you wouldn't. The media made everything about Trump a negative. If Joe Biden turned around, if Joe Biden had turned around and said, you know what, our European allies are great. We've had this post-World War II organization that stood for security and stability. It's called NATO. But over the years, some of our partners, some of our allies started sliding a little bit in their contributions to what is largely their own defense. We think it would be appropriate, especially now while we're talking about new member nations 
like Finland, that member nations commit a full 2% of GDP. And maybe perhaps in the case of Germany, a little bit more. The op-ed writers of the New York Times and at the Atlantic and the Week would praise Biden for his worldly leadership. They would be writing op-eds after op-eds saying, you know, he really threaded the needle here. He didn't want to insult our allies, but he's right. They have slid in their their contributions. It's only fair, fair, fair share, right? Fair share. They'd say, just as Democrats believe the American wealth class ought to pay their fair share, we believe that in contribution to global security, industrialized nations who want common defense should pay a little bit more for it. When Trump did the exact same thing, oh my God, do you see how he's talking to German Hillary? You can't do that. You don't talk back to the French like that. I thought we had a shared goal of bringing down the unemployment rate for minority working age people. I thought that was our shared goal. Wasn't that our shared goal? One side said we need more grant programs, more giveaways. We need to have big government action. The other side said, you know, if we cut taxes, roll back regulations, if we do free market things, uh, it'll work. It'll work well. And it did. But the media never once said, hey, wait a second, you know, this is pretty damn good. I mean, we didn't like this orange man bad guy. But he achieved it. Lowest level of unemployment for black and Hispanic working age people in the history of the country. The same media that thinks Hispanic voters should be more concerned with Latinx and Latin and inclusion with an X. I don't get it. Why are Hispanics concerned about inflation? Shouldn't they be more concerned about Latinx? No, because Hispanic voters, black, we're all... The media and the Democrats cannot believe that people of different racial backgrounds can have the same concerns. And you hear the the black left label certain things, including being on time. Well, that's a white people thing. The hell does that mean? Being on time is a white people thing? If you attend a black church, does the pastor start church whenever you show up or does church start on time? Stop that. Whether it's the pandering or the self-victimization. Well, that's what white people do. What does that mean? It's what people do. When we're adults, we're expected to be on time. We expect others to be on time. That's not a white people thing. It's a people thing. Historic support for black colleges and universities. I thought that was I, I thought that was something that the left places a premium. Donald Trump places a premium. Any good coverage? No. None. None whatsoever. No matter what Donald Trump did, it was all bad. They found a way to make it bad. Well, see, that, this is how conservatives hide their racism. They hide their racism by supporting historic black colleges and universities? They hide their racism by trying to improve education with opportunity zones and opportunities. You know that if, by trying to provide a better education to minority kids 
in low-income urban districts, if if that's the way you hide your racism, you're really bad at being a racist. If your goals aren't to prove... See, now, it's like the all lives matter thing. You can't say, I want to improve the lives of all my fellow Americans. You have to have one program for the blacks, one his program for the Hispanics, one promise you make to the Asians, another promise you make to gay people. You can't just say, when you say all lives matter, well, black lives matter. Yeah, black lives are included in all lives. The Violence Against Women Act. Well, I'm against violence against people. Well, why not women? Women are people. What about trans people? They're people too. You don't need a special law to protect trans people from violence. If you've made a law against assault and battery, it's not like, well, it was assault and battery, but the dude was in a dress, so, you know, we're just going to ignore that. Assault and battery. No, 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 you need the Violence Against Women Act. You need to protect trans people. You need to have, every law has to have some promissory note to a demographic, and that's how you win as a Democrat. But when the economy was on fire, now you have these idiots on the left and in the administration like Brian Deese and Corrine Jean, Sweet Potatoes and the rest of them. Look at the record job growth. You mean after the record job growth? Well, that happened under Trump. I will sit and listen all day. If you can explain, I, I, maybe, well, I'm better at this than you. So your argument might be, well, Trump failed to act. If he had just responded to COVID two weeks earlier. Now, we all know this is the biggest steaming pile of bullstein. We were all listening to Dr. Fauci in the beginning, including Trump. Everything that Trump said and did came from Fauci and Burks. They were the ones that were wrong. Fauci was against masks at first, then he was for masks, then it was the no six feet, then it was the six feet. The media told us there wouldn't be a vaccine. Then there was a vaccine. The Democrats said, I won't take the vaccine unless we win. Then we won in our minds to now take the vaccine. They never called it the Trump. That's another one. They said, you're never going to get a vaccination, a vaccine for this thing. That takes years. We'll get it done. Operation Warp Speed. Let's put the military the public sector, the private sector together. Let's get this done. Hey, we got it done. We got it done. There's a vaccine. Well, I'm not taking it if Trump tells me to. So that they can't even get him credit for. The vaccines got started under Trump. The lockdowns, Democrat governors. But now what they'll say is, well, the democracy, the Trump didn't understand See, he's not he's not a he's not a smart man. Went to an Ivy League school. Not a smart man. Built a billion dollar business. But he's not smart. He's a very stupid man. He didn't uh, he didn't he didn't respond quick enough. Respond how? I mean, these are the people that said calling it a China virus, which the virus came from China, was racist. They spent more time calling Trump a racist and claiming that he told people to inject themselves with bleach, which he never did. Never did that. But they said it over and over again. They reported it as if it was fact, as if they had a sound on tape. They did not. 
Wine Tick 695, Patriot 9572874. inflation. Gas prices, well, Andrew, they're ticking down. For how long? You know, you can't just empty the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Are we going to go beg the Saudis and the Venezuelans to give us just enough to get the Democrats through the next election cycle? Because that's what they're telling themselves. This is the plan. What is happening right now, it's kind of, think of it like this. I, I, I was struggling to come up with a good analogy. I came up with one. When there is road construction and you've got a four-lane highway that's down a one lane or you've got some kind of project that has to reroute traffic, it's miserable, right? I mean, if you live in a city like New York, it's just endless construction. New Jersey, endless construction. It's never pleasant to ride government transportation in New York. Why? Because there's always, always, always construction. But when they narrow the road and your commute is miserable, what do you think the people who narrowed the road were telling themselves? I mean, they're not stuck in that traffic. It'll be better in the end, right? And how many times does the government narrow a road or reroute traffic or suspend rail service or whatever it is because it'll be better in the end, but then there's cost overruns, Project delays, the unions start rattling their sabers, right? And it never the project never comes in on time. But then the day after, hey, there's a newly paved road, right? Okay, you feel pretty good about that, right? When driving down a newly paved road feels pretty good. I mean, it sucked for that like four months, but the road is paved now, and all right, that that sucked. They're telling you. They're going to do that to the entire economy to transition to green energy. I mean, if that's if this is a legitimate transition, when you watch government officials telling you that a parking garage is coming downtown or they're building a new stadium as the old stadium is going to be demolished and we have to you know, kind of eat the pain for a little while. Happens all the time. They tell themselves, well, it'll be better in the end. And they also tell you it's worth it. We're, we're doing this to you because it's worth it. Now, maybe you won't thank us, but you'll recognize it was worth it. Like I said, you know, driving down that brand new paved road. Having that new exit ramp. Oh, great. Now I can get to the mall without, you know, going four miles out of my way. But that's not what the Democrats are telling you. They're telling you that they're, yes, they're doing it to you, but it's really Putin's fault. Why don't they want to, why don't they want to own what they're doing? Why isn't Biden and the Democrats, why aren't Biden and the Democrats saying, yes, we're doing this to you for your own good. We played the clip of Biden saying 2021 to 2030, it might be 2040, who cares Green energy is more important. Maybe it'll be 30 years before we can complete this. We have no idea. The Chinese are quartering the market on rare earth. We don't know if the grid could sustain 
all of these plug-in vehicles. If that becomes the case, we'll force you out of those onto government high-speed rail. The plan is to densify the rural areas, make them look like the urban areas so people will vote not like rural voters but like urban voters and give us more power. Andrew, that's a conspiracy theory. It's not. You read affirmatively furthering fair housing, the Green New Deal, and build back better, and you see I'm 100% right. So this inflation, there is no denying. Anyone who's denying it is not even worth discussing this with. If you don't, if you don't think Joe Biden canceling a pipeline and rescinding leases, this stupid-ass talking point, well, it's 9,000 leases, use it or lose it. Just because there's a lease doesn't mean there's a proven reserve. And a lease doesn't include all the other permits you got to get from the Department of Energy, Bureau of Land Management, Department of, of, of uh, uh, you name it, the EPA. The land lease literally is just a piece of paper that says maybe sometime down the road you guys can think about exploring here. It's not like they go, here's the lease, and the oil company stick a straw in the, in the juice box and start sucking out the juice. It doesn't work that way. And as far as increasing refining capacity, you can thank Democrats and left-wing wackos for blocking through the courts every attempt to build a refinery since 1979. We've built one new refinery in this country since 1979. One. They did this. And there are still, there are people that will suffer because they would never give me or some of you the satisfaction going, okay, okay, if the election were held today, I'd vote for Trump or DeSantis. Let me, I'll I'll make this easy. Let's take Trump and Biden out of this. If the election were today and it was Harris and DeSantis, who would you vote for? Weinzig 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority Monday to Friday, noon to 3 East, 9 to noon west on Serious XM Patriot Channel 125.